It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today on the Locked On Hornets podcast, it is trade deadline eve, and the rumors just keep heating up on Miles Bridges, on P.J. Washington. Now we've got some intel on the future of Mitch Kupchak. That's all ahead on the Locked On Hornets podcast. We're Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. We Welcome into Locked On Hornets. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On. That's all one word, Locked On, for $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. Thanks for making this podcast, Locked On Hornets, your first listen every day. We are free, daily, and available wherever you get podcasts, and that includes. YouTube, where you can see my bright, shining face. Unfortunately, no walker. There were technical difficulties. There's internet. Look, things are conspiring to hold us back here at the trade deadline, but we will not be silenced. I'm telling you that right now because things are heating up on the deadline. I'm going to get to that in just a moment. I am Doug Branson. You can find more of my work on everyhornetsboxscore.com. That's the Substack where I do game notes on every game. I'm actually not doing game notes tonight. Nada Edwards, good friend of the podcast. He's going to be on the show next week to do a little post-deadline analysis for us, but he is going to sub in. So um, if you want to check that out, be sure to head over to everyhornetsboxscore.com. I'm usually joined by Walker Mail. He's on WFNZ 12-3, Wesson Walker. Check him out. Okay, let's get into these deadline updates. The latest here, as of... 5.14 p.m. The Hornets are about to tip things off against the Toronto Raptors. Rare opportunity for the Hornets to get a win. Will they? Well, <laughs> uh, that's oh, that's been a big question mark for the past few weeks. And even though the, the Raptors are down bad after they made their own significant de- deadline move, um, it's still a big question mark there. But I don't want to talk about the game right now. I want to talk about the game within the game, which is the trade deadline. Brian Windhorst on the Hoop collect- Collective gets us kicked off here. The latest episode, he said, quote, there's a good chance that the Hornets are going to move Miles Bridges. There is a lot of different interest in him. He will be presented with options, and he will get to pick one if it comes to that. And this comes on the heels of the report that his agent, Rich Paul, is controlling this process. And it's not normal, uh, but it – oh, no, well, I would say it's not normal for a player of Bridges' caliber – which is not an all-star caliber, not a superstar caliber. You know, superstars do control a lot of the trade process, whether they have a no-trade clause or not. And Miles Bridges effectively does have a no-trade clause, which is the unusual part, uh, because he signed the qualifying offer in the offseason. And so he does get to control this process somewhat. But at the same time, the Hornets do not have to make a deal it's just that Miles Bridges has to sign off on whatever deal the Hornets agree to. So if the Hornets don't get fair compensation in their minds back for Miles Bridges, then they aren't going to do that. And at this point, I just think that fair compensation for them, for Miles Bridges, is a first-round pick. 
And the question will be, will they stop short with both P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges? Will they stop short of the first round pick or will they will they go all the way to the deadline? Will they will they play this game of chicken all the way out and say, listen, no first rounder, no deal. Now, here's the thing with Dallas, the Dallas Mavericks, because they've been rumored to both P.J. Washington and to Miles Bridges, and they have a first rounder, you know, within the next decade that they can part with, unlike the Phoenix Suns. You know, I think any deal construction around Miles Bridges and the Phoenix Suns would have to bring in a third team if the Hornets are interested in getting that first round pick, again, that they could use, you know, within the next decade. So with Dallas, it seems like all the intel that I've read is that they're willing to give up a first round pick and they're willing to part with a role player. It's just which role player are they willing to part with? I think if da- if you're in Dallas's camp, you're saying, look, we're fine parting with Grant Williams, who is on the mid-level exception deal. Or if you want to take back a bigger salary that only has a couple of years left on the deal, Tim Hardaway Jr., you get an above-average shooter, doesn't do much else, but we would also be willing to part with that role player for upgraded forward play, an upgraded, you know, an upgrade over Grant Williams, the guy that they signed in the offseason. And I think if you're Charlotte, you're looking at Josh Green. You're looking at the young guy who's on a, a good contract, who can provide help for a team that desperately needs defense on the wing. And so the, the question is, will, will the Hornets look at the situation and go, we don't have to make a deal. We could pursue Miles Bridges in the offseason. We could let Miles Bridges go in unrestricted free agency. If the price climbs too high, we don't know what the price is going to be yet. It's it's not as if he's had an all-star level year. He's played well, for sure. But he is not, I don't think he's going to command anywhere near what he wanted this previous offseason that resulted in getting the qualifying offer. And I don't think he's going to get anywhere near what the Hornets were willing to to offer him prior to the felony domestic violence charge. And I don't know how much that actually has to do with any of the, you know, the issues with the felony domestic violence charge or the ensuing issues that he's had with protective orders and violations of that. I don't think that really that's, that's going to affect the price at all. I think it's that this season he's come back after missing one year and it's pretty clear that the limitations that the Hornets saw, you know, prior to all of this going down, those still exist and there are serious questions about whether Miles Bridges' game, you know, in the next few seasons are really going to, going to elevate uh, into all-star level play. And but, it, but look, you've got to make the decision on whether you're ready to commit that kind of long-term money. And so, you know, that, that's, that's the rub. Do they get outbid by, you know, a couple of teams that are looking to reset like Detroit or uh, the same teams that are going after him right now? Do they wait until the offseason to make that move? But the Hornets, importantly, the Hornets don't have to make the move. They don't, but and and they've got plenty of they've got plenty of options if they do want to make the move. They could take back the bad salary, but it's all about getting the assets. It's all about compiling the assets because look, if you really don't believe that Miles Bridges, good player, talented player, right? I have a lot of people in the YouTube comments after the show that we did uh, on Tuesday saying, "Look, you've been complaining." for a long time that the Hornets don't have talent. And now you're advocating for the Hornets to 
trade Miles Bridges, who is a talented basketball player. What I'm at, what I'm actually advocating for, is that the Hornets, if they have an opportunity to get a, a first-round pick, if or something, or a significant second-round pick package for Miles Bridges, you have to seriously entertain that, especially if you don't really believe that Miles Bridges has a further ceiling to get to. If you believe this is all that Bridges is right now, which is unreliable shooter from three-point range, decent two-way player, can, can give you some offense, but that offense is going to be inconsistent. The defense is going to be inconsistent. He is he is a good role player, and if you surrounded him with significant talent, significant playmaking talent and shooting talent, then you know he's a piece. There's no doubt about that. But if you're not convinced that he's that third all-star, you know, or and you're convinced that Brandon Miller is. I think no one would argue with that, that he's on his way. It's going to be, you know, a couple of seasons, but he's on his way into that stratosphere. You've got fingers crossed that LaMelo Ball has that level to get to if he can get this ankle situation figured out. And so then it's about can you use the assets that you accumulate for Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, and any future assets that currently, you know, you, you have most of those if that pick that, you know, transferred from the from the Kai Jones deal, if that ends up not conveying for a while, then you've got plenty of future assets if you did want to make a Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell type of run two, three seasons from now, because there's always going to be a team that gets into trouble like Utah and has to break it all down. It might be the Knicks a few years from now. It might be Sacramento a few years from now. There will always be teams that are going to have to break it all down and they'll be willing to part with, uh, they'll be willing to part with the pieces and the teams that can pick up the pieces like Minnesota, they just were willing to give up three or four first rounders. So if you can come away from this trade deadline without P.J. Washington or Miles Bridges, but you have an extra first-round pick to go along with the first-round pick that you acquired via the Terry Rozier deal, well, you know, in the in the famous words of uh, the dearly departed uh, Carl Weathers, so it's, oh, man, terrible news, loved him. But arrested development, remember what he said? You got a stew going. At that point, you get a couple first-rounders, you got a stew going. The Hornets may have something here, and we'll have to see. It's uh, not the Dallas Mavericks. I talked a lot about them. The Suns are still hot on Miles Bridges. But if you, you know, if, if when horses to be believed here, multiple teams are part of this process, which is a great position to be in, by the way. And you've seen a couple deals go down already between some teams that were also looking to be sellers in this market. And they're kind of middling deals, you know, nothing major happening around those deals. And so here Charlotte sits. This is sort of classic Mitch Kupchak. He's going to sit here and take this all the way down to the deadline, all the way down to the buzzer, and and see if that best deal possible uh, gets made. Could it be the final deal or no deal that Mitch Kupchak pulls off? I'll have that for you uh, coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Today's episode of the Locked On Hornets podcast is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And let me tell you something. I know all about peak performance from superchargers, roof racks. I watch it every day. It's the teams that play the Hornets. That's you know that's peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks. I'm kidding. Brandon Miller, peak performance. That's 
right now for the Hornets, Brandon Miller Peak Performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, I would say right now, Brandon Miller, speed, style, it's got a little bit of that power, working on it. eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. We are, they are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS, daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the real winnings roll in. I want to tell you about a new thing they have going on. It's demon time on Prize Picks. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn $10 into to a grand. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at Prize Picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. It's like a game show. This sounds cool. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Uh, so check that out, pricepicks.com. You can go to pricepicks.com forward slash locked on NBA and check this out. Use code locked on NBA, all one word, for a first deposit matchup to $100. That's pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and pick some demons or some goblins. Back here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. The NBA trade deadline. We're, we're almost at the finish line, folks. We've been talking a lot about it over the past couple of weeks. It's going to be a huge deadline for the Charlotte Hornets, whether they do something or do nothing. It's going to be big. And you can follow it all on the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast. That's your place for live reaction. Thursday at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Basketball on YouTube today so you don't miss Josh Lloyd breaking down every NBA trade with analysis and insight you can only get from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And also make sure you've got your notifications uh, turned on for this channel because we will be going live at some point after the Hornets do something. And if they do nothing, well, then you'll hear from us uh, on uh, Friday's edition of the podcast, and we will be lamenting, honestly. We will still be lamenting because here's the, here's the reality of the situation, right? The Hornets don't have to do anything. They could, they could wait. They could go into this, uh, next, off, this next offseason and make similar moves. This is, this is the final window for Miles Bridges. Like You're not going to make a move in the offseason for him after that. This is it on him. Th- then you're talking about unrestricted free agency, okay? But for P.J., and for Nick Richards is another name that has been floated about as a possible target. You know, you could make some moves for those two guys. So it's also the last window for Kyle Lowry, although I don't expect any deal to get done. If it is done, it's going to be very small, very disappointing. For Gordon Hayward, you know, again, if I were betting on this, if I were betting the buzz, I would put more money on the Hornets finding a way to bring back Gordon Hayward next offseason back to the team on some kind of super reasonable contract for him to be a, you know, veteran playmaker on a, a team that's not going to have much to play for next season, but will want to develop young players. And the way to do that is to buy, you know, having guys around that 
that can help do that on the floor. He's not going to do much off the floor. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't know how much he's going to really be interested in leading any young guys. But in this past offseason, he did talk about a little bit how he'd been communicating with Brandon Miller, along with P.J. Washington, had been communicating with him about what it means to be an NBA professional. So maybe we're underrating that a little bit, his, his impact in, in, in that department. So, so we'll see there. But there are there will be opportunities. But we I think I will lament if they do nothing, uh, because this would be one more example in in a tenure of of Mitch Kupchak where a lot of deals are talked about, but those deals never seem to get to the finish line. And I would I I think a little bit of this is speculation, a little bit of it is informed speculation. But I think part of the problem of this Mitch Kupchak era has been. Well, twofold. One has been a, a overestimating what you have and that affecting your willingness to take a good deal and waiting for a perfect deal and not wanting to be on the receiving end of anything that could be interpreted as a bad deal. And also, I think there were limitations during this era in terms of, look, you, you, probably a lot of things that the Hornets could have done that would have resulted in the Hornets getting a little too close to the tax area. And that's, that was just unacceptable under Michael Jordan. Will that be more acceptable? Maybe not next season, but the season after that under the new ownership group that, you know, that's, that's the big question. Are they going to be willing to pay something to get something? You know, that's, that's going to be the deal. Uh, but I think the, that the perfect deal probably got in the way of a lot of good opportunities for the Charlotte Hornets, because look, there were rumblings around Charlotte in terms of Rudy Gobert, in terms of Donovan Mitchell, some of these big deals that got done to other smaller markets, you know, Timberwolves, smaller market, Cleveland, smaller market. These guys weren't getting traded to LA, New York, whatever, you know, I mean, it could have been Charlotte if Charlotte was willing to give up what Minnesota gave up for Rudy Gobert. It was a significant haul. What uh, what Cleveland gave up to get access to Donovan Mitchell and sell him on the idea of Cleveland, we don't know if that's going to be successful or not. He could still leave for New York. But they at least they got onto the dance floor. And now they're, this, what, they're second in the East right now. They got on the dance floor because they went and made the move. They got the deal done. And Mitch Kupchak, during his time here, did did good things in the draft. But did, when it came to you know, getting, using all the tools available to him, he didn't get the deals done um, at the deadline or in the offseason that were able to improve this roster such that they were able to even get back to the play-in, much less compete there after getting blown out in two straight play-ins. And that all leads us to some of the latest rumblings from around the league, and this one comes to us via... John Hollinger from uh, The uh, Athletic, who in his latest write-up essentially said that the hottest rumor in the NBA right now is that this new ownership group, Plotkin, Schnall, are ready to make a move at the general manager position after this deadline. Does that make a lot of sense? Sure. Sure. Why wouldn't you? Look, you, you're setting up for the draft right now. You're setting up for this next draft right now. Scouts are, you know, watching Sar and Buzelis and all these guys. And so why wouldn't you move as quickly as possible to get one of these, if you're interested in a Peterson or a Schlenk, 
you know, some of these guys that might be hotter prospects this next coming offseason, why wouldn't you get a jump start on that and give them a jump start to assemble a staff, a scouting regime that can go out and build on whatever scouting that Mitch Kupchak has done. And here's the other thing, too. I would not be surprised at all with all of the connections that Kupchak obviously has with Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's still a minority part of this ownership group. With all of the connections that Schnall and Plotkin have with both Kupchak and with um, with Michael Jordan, would I be surprised at all if this is less of a, you know, get that box over there and clean out your office, Mitch, and security will escort you out of the building. Uh, I don't think that's going to be what happens. I think what's going to what what is more likely to happen is you'll see Mitch Kupchak moved into some kind of other role. And that role may be primarily focused on the draft, where where he has had some successes, uh, you know, in, including uh, selecting Brandon Miller, Lamelo Ball, the two guys that are going to, you know, be the leaders of this franchise moving forward. So and some and some second round successes here and there. Obviously, some big big profile failures as well with Book Knight and Kai Jones. But there have been enough successes where you could justify, all right, well, Mitch is not going to be the general manager over the entire team anymore, but, you know, he'll have an advisory role. You know, that's what they typically call these things, right? Would that shock me? No, not at all. No, not at all. It's not going, I don't think it's going to be. What would shock me more is if it was what I what I opened with, which is like, hey, see you later. Thanks for all you did. Security will escort you out. That would shock me. Uh, but you know, everyone here seems to be buddies and pals and, um, you know, respects one another deeply. And so, you know, emotion, I think is to, to the detriment of this team sometimes has played a factor in, in who's making calls. And, And I don't expect it to be much different, but this looks more and more like, you know, whatever happens at the trade deadline, whether something happens or nothing happens, it looks like it's going to be Mitch's final call as the general manager of the team. And then you go and make your move. Uh, I think it's not, it might not happen as quickly. You could see a Buzz Peterson elevated uh, into, you know, sort of a caretaker role until they go out and get Schlenk or Peterson or, or some, some other name. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a splash like Bob Myers or anything like that, the the former Golden State uh, wizard. I, you know, I don't think it's going to be something like that. I think it's going to be a name that we've heard that, um, you know, Fisher has has been sort of telegraphing this entire time. So we'll see how that develops. That's the latest on that. Uh, coming up next on the Locked On Hornets podcast, I want to go back to some things that Steve Clifford said about the injury updates to LaMelo Ball, uh, we talked about Gordon Hayward yesterday, but uh, I don't think we got to these LaMelo ball quotes. want to talk about that and more uh, as we wrap up uh, this trade deadline eve edition of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time with killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. You might be trying to guess at what Mitch Kupchak and the Hornets are going to pull off here at the deadline, but you shouldn't have to guess when it comes to buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy. Don't get stuck behind a concrete pylon. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front 
Unlike some websites that try to fool you right before you get to the cart, that's not what Game Time does. They're honest with you. They're up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. Buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Tap, tap. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create that account. Use code Locked On, all one word, for $20 off your first purchase. They're obsessed, Game Time is, with finding ways to help save you money on tickets. Check out Game Time. They've got the deals. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Redeem code Locked On, L O C K E D. O-N, locked on, all one word, for $20 off. Download game time today, last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to Locked On Hornets final segment here. And it is that time of the year where I I have to go to Twitter and, you know, I have my little trade deadline list that has Woj and Shams and Booney and Fisher and all these cats on there. And I have to check it before I hit record on the next segment because I don't want to sit here and do, you know, five, ten minutes of content and it'd be completely out of date the moment that I actually make it happen. So, no, I've checked it. We're all good. Uh, no one's been traded yet as of 5.44 p.m. Eastern time. Maybe by the time you listen, all of that changes, although they're getting ready to tip things off in Toronto, so it'd be very unusual if something were to happen. But, you know, the unusual stuff does happen around this time. Now, unusual, speaking of unusual, Gordon Hayward usually listed as out, at least lately, was listed as questionable yesterday for tonight's game against Toronto. That has been as of 21 minutes ago. Now he is out of tonight's game. It is interesting timing. We did get a hint that this was coming from Steve Clifford, who gave us an update on his status saying that he was close to being back. But it is interesting that that now he has left the out designation, now back to questionable, goes back to out, but it does mean that there is – some general idea that he's close to being healthy to return to play. And if he's close to being healthy, that means he could pass a physical. That means if a team was looking to, you know, get an expiring contract, Gordon and a player that that would, you know, play out the rest of the year, then Gordon Hayward could, you know, be that piece. So, you know, certainly him being traded at the deadline is not out of the question at all. But all of the noise has been around P.J. Washington and Miles Bridges. Even the stuff on Nick Richards dissipated pretty quickly. Uh, So I wouldn't be surprised if anybody gets moved at this point other than, uh, well, I would be surprised if Nick Smith Jr. was moved. But um, I would put LaMelo, obviously, in that camp, and Brandon would be just, that would be shocking, appalling. Um, But everybody else, you know, I think it's, it's, it's game on. So... That's where we stand. Now, let's let's focus in on LaMelo Ball for a minute because we did get an update on his injury as well uh, just a few nights ago from Steve Clifford who said, quote, I think it's just he's still not able to play. He can do stuff, but he doesn't feel comfortable. He just has a lot of pain. A lot of pain. 
He's been listed uh, now missing. This I think will be his eighth game. Right ankle soreness. Uh, the same ankle he fractured, recovered from, hurt again, and then came back and then quickly found his way back to the injury list with this uh, soreness designation. I don't think he's going to play again before the All-Star break. I mean, there are there are I mean they've got games every other night then they end before the All-Star break with a back-to-back. Like I just don't envision him being a part of any of those games at this point. The real question is, does he return to get some valuable minutes alongside Brandon Miller to close out the season after the All-Star break? Does that pain go away or is that pain a result of something that's that's being avoided, a procedure, something that's not being done, uh, or or is it a situation where it's just soft tissue and there's soreness and there's a continued building up of strength and there needs to be some time that it can be allowed to heal in order for that soreness to go away? You know, I think that's what we're going to find out because, look, if it is a procedure that needs to be had, then I think his people would be smart to say, hey, let's, you know, let's really wait before because there is literally nothing left to play for other than getting minutes with Brandon Miller. But those, you know, if those minutes come at the expense of the rest of my career, then that's that that's not really a trade you're particularly willing to make. Um, But it would it would be valuable to see him out there. So that's that's what we're dealing with there when it comes to uh, LaMelo Ball. Interesting situation, uh, tough tough for the balls in general because Lonzo still dealing with his stuff. There was, some, there was a question on Twitter about would the Hornets entertain something for Lonzo? Would Chicago entertain that? It's like, of course, Chicago. I mean, I think they, they would entertain anything on Lonzo Ball at this point because there is such a question mark about the rest of his career. Uh, but I don't think anyone else is entertaining it for that exact reason, that that no one's going to be willing, um, even even if you're talking about a Kyle Lowry sort of situation where it's an expiring contract. I think Chicago would be more than willing to do that. But Charlotte, um, you know, I, I don't know that, that that makes any sense to, um, you know, pay pay out the rest of that contract when when you have no idea. And you've got some – look, you've got question marks around LaMelo, the situation around Mark Williams' back. Again, I wouldn't be shocked if there's a procedure there that seems like they're trying to avoid it, but I wouldn't be surprised if there's a procedure. And once you start getting into procedures on big guys and backs, to stick with the B words here, all bets are off. Boy, oh boy. Buddy, it's trouble. Not, you know, you may, he may not be as bouncy anymore. That's all I got. Uh, B words. Hornets, they need a T word. They need a trade. We need to see one of those come down. They need to move forward. F, that's an F word. And if they don't make a trade, I'm going to have another F word. <laughs> that may end up being on air. We'll see. Walker's going to rejoin me uh, tomorrow. Thanks so much for sticking with us here on the Locked On Hornets podcast. For Walker and David and Nada and the entire family, I'm Doug saying go Hornets, go America. Let's swarm Charlotte. More on this trade deadline. If anything happens, we're going live, baby. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.
Thank you.